Oh, that's me. Hi. Yeah. Hello. I'm Haley, and this is Taya, and welcome to Haley and Taya Rip Up Supernatural, and also start nope, and start over, and also sometimes talk about other stuff. Podcast. Also known as Atrusa, if you say it right. Yeah. And this week we are talking about season two, episode eleven, Playthings. It originally aired on January eighteenth of two thousand seven, and was written by Matt Witten, who also wrote No Exit from earlier this season. And that's it. Somehow, somehow that's it. I am curious. He was he was was a supervising producer, which probably is why he wasn't writing. But okay, so I was wondering if maybe it was the director that made this so like fun. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm um, I I am seeing that the director, who is Charles Beeson, uh, directed the French Mistake as well. Mm -hmm. So we could have a little bit of that helping. My guy left for a while. Yeah, he did. But, um... He was like, I'll be here for a bit. Bye. And, but this was his, like, debut directing on the show. Yeah. So, my man popped off. Um, before we hop into our summary today, I have Mm -hmm. a few trigger warnings, which I realized while we were recording the episode, um, or watching the episode that we have used particularly sparingly in the show, which has surprised us. But today's trigger warnings are that in the beginning of the scene of, of the episode, there is an incredibly graphic death in the beginning, um, which I just said the beginning like three times, but that's okay. Um, yes, it's a snapped neck and it's incredibly detailed. It's Somehow. incredibly detailed and very frightening. Like, yeah, it's, it's upsetting. It's upsetting, but like, I think it really, I think it really set the episode, though. Um, mm-hmm. And then we have there is an on-screen on-screen framed suicide. It is a hanging, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there is a. I didn't know how to trigger warn a trigger warn, how to mm-hmm. write this one, but I've written forced drowning question mark. Yes, yeah. there is a child who almost drowns, and when she comes up for air, at one point she is pushed back under and held below the water. Yeah, and the scene and, and all of these are shown. Yes. So. And that is a scene that we have referenced before in this show, in, in uh, Hatrusa, because it's fucked up Taya for years. So It really has. But, uh, today's episode, guys, oh my god, it fucking it, slapped. It was so good. Um, I don't think I've had this much trouble with an episode since Dead in the Water, and maybe that's just because I'm me and I'm who I am, and I'll talk about that you a little bit a later. You love a drowning. You love a drowning. Um, so... Today's summary, I have done the thing where I write it down again. I think I'm going to try to do that regularly because it helps. Mm -hmm. So, immediately we meet twin blonde girls sitting on a staircase banister, Maggie and Tyler. Maggie swears and Tyler repeats it, hinting that Maggie is the bad apple. Tyler plays with dolls, finds one with its neck twisted, then hears a scream and someone has died. The same way that the doll has, has, she found the doll. Yes. Spooky. The death is very scary. Cut to Sam and Dean. Sam is talking to Ellen on the phone about Ava, and they get the word about a job, a Connecticut hotel with mysterious deaths. They go there and meet Susan and book a room, clearing up the fact that they are not lovers yet again. They they meet Sherwin, the bellman, and go to their room. Do some research. Oh, rewind. When they arrive, they find a funky little cross uh, among the fence of the hotel. While they're exploring, they find more of those crosses. 
They find Susan packing, and they see her dolls. Dean gets back at Sam by telling Susan that he has a doll collection at home, and asks to asks if they can check it out, because it would really make Sam's day. Tyler tells Sam that the dolls were all Grandma Rose's toys. Grandma Rose is sick and very old. Another person dies while Tyler plays dolls in the hotel replica. Sam gets fucked up about this and gets drunk, and makes Dean promise to kill him if he ever gets out of control. Dean begrudgingly agrees, because Dean thinks that Sam will forget it tomorrow. The brothers break into Rose's room upstairs, and Sam detuses that she has had a stroke, so she can't have done this. But Susan finds them and kicks them out of the hotel. Bad news for her, because Maggie tries to kill her. Oh, by the way, it was revealed that Maggie has been dead the whole time. Rose had been keeping her at bay until she had a stroke. Maggie tries to kill Tyler the same way she died. Sam saves Tyler, Grandma Rose agrees to die and stay with Maggie, and we end with Susan and Tyler moving out, and Maggie and Rose reunited at last, playing jump rope in the doll room. And also, Sam tells Dean that he remembers the conversation that they had, despite the fact that he was drunk. Yes, and so in case it wasn't clear... um... Maggie did drown in the pool. Yes, I forgot to mention that. Um, we found out... I also completely sk- skimmed over... Um, Maggie is Grandma Rose's dead sister who drowned in the pool when they were children. And also, yeah. this this hotel has been in the family for years and years and years, and it's been their home. So that's yeah. why everything is still happening. And also, I left out the nanny on accident yes Um, there is a nanny that is where the symbols that sam and dean originally found comes in she was rose's nanny and they were protect they were using this they they call it hoodoo i assume it is hoodoo Mm -hmm. to protect the house from maggie but when uh, rose has a stroke hoodoo apparently requires you to be hands-on at like the altar and stuff she wasn't able to up do the upkeep maggie comes back Yes. So she had been keeping it at bay, and that's why nothing that had been happening forever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As I said, fucking loved this episode. But let's hop into episode. let's hop into my notes, and we can talk about how good this episode was after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so my first my first note is excited for this episode for the ghosts. Not gonna lie, and for once, my expectations were not shot down. Yeah, I was saying, like, you should never go into a Supernatural episode expecting things, but, like, I guess this is the episode where you can expect things. This is, like, the exception. And it's in the middle of season two for some reason. Like, okay. (laughs) It's it's just, like, a random season two episode. By, like, a person who, which was written by a person who only wrote two episodes, and, and, like, it wasn't even one that was highly rated for us. Mm -hmm. But, you know what? Like, okay. Then I have, shut up, there are twins. And then I, and then Taya was like, wait, isn't one of them not real? And I said, oh my god, no, one of them is an invisible. I don't know why I wrote ghost. I wrote an invisible. Yeah. One then, of them sure is an invisible. One of them's an invisible for sure. Then I have freaky fucking dolls. No thanks. There is one doll in particular that is shown, oh which is like, it looks like... It didn't match the vibes of the other You know dolls. those caricatures of like, is it like homeless caricatures of yeah, like, the people I with the so. with the sack and they, yes. it's, they they look like a sad clown yes it was kind of like one of those and i didn't like it at all also it kind of looked like a marionette puppet and it was mm-hmm. not not a marionette those are on strings yes what's the things that you make talk oh a ventriloquist a ventriloquist 
a ventriloquy puppet. Yes. So it was really bad. I didn't like it. Then I have, no, 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 not the twitching dying man. Because not to go, basically, the graphicness of it is that you, like, see the neck and there's blood. And also, you see his mouth moving, like, as if he is a fish out of water. Very it's scary. Then it's, I, <laughs> it's not good. And there's a lot of blood. And, of course, Tyler sees it. Yeah. Ugh. But, and, like, she's scared, but just kind of, like, walks away. <laughs> like, yeah, she's her like, mom's like, get the fuck out of here. Oh, my God. And also, that's when we first find out that her name is Tyler. And Tyler is such a cute name for a girl. Like, huh? And I mentioned that later, but it's fine. I'll, I'll mention it again. Then I have cast Sammy literally going to cry when Sam gets his cast removed. <laughs> I want Sam so to have funny. a cast forever. Oh my god, Connecticut? Road trip to Cornwall, Connecticut? Taya and I are going to take a road trip to Cornwall, Connecticut? See you there. <laughs> See you there. Uh, I have a quote from Dean early in the episode when Sam is talking about Sam is talking about Ava and, like, I don't remember exactly what he was saying because we kind of zoned out for a bit, but Dean says that attitude is just way too healthy for me, and I wrote Dean knows he's fucked up and doesn't care to change. Kind of love that. Like, I don't love it, but it does make for a fun character. Mm -hmm. Then I have sissy British accents crying screaming, because Dean gets really excited about the fact that they're going to a classic haunted, uh, mansion i think is what he says and mm -hmm. he refers to he refers to sissy british accents and truly maybe i do kindine this note says god the way they purposely made the ghost girl run behind sam while tyler ran into him bitch the direction the subtlety oh my <laughs> god mm, delicious they did good with this one they just did. They did so good with this one. My rewrite, uh, I have a rewrite note, which is cut all mentions and references and goofs that Sam and Dean are together, which is then followed by the note, what do you mean we look the type? Because um, when the assumption is made by Susan saying something about, oh, you look the type, and then saying, so do you want a king bed? And they're like, mm -hmm. no, 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 we're brothers. And then... Dean immediately goes, wait, what do you mean we look the type? So I wrote, LOL, Dean and Sam look queer. Which I made the point, no, they don't. Like, Taya was like, no, they don't. In what world would you look at these two and think, yeah, these are two gay men? And I like, said... We, we acknowledge stereotyping, obviously, but they are extremely straight looking. They're very straight looking. And I made the... I did mention, though, Sam, maybe, yes. but only if he was in New England. Yes. Nowhere else. You, 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 and if you don't, if you've never been to or don't live in New England, I'm sorry, I can't explain that any further. Yeah, I, sorry. That one's just lost to you. Yeah, so, then I have that Dan look, Dan, no? Who's Dan? Dan? I don't know! <laughs> Dean looks, Dean looked Tanner in this episode. I don't know if it was, I didn't really notice it in later, but in the beginning scenes particularly, he looked tanner for some reason. Then I have, oh my god, Dean with no jacket on, which also crosses over to Sam, which I mentioned in a minute. Mm -hmm. um, but they both didn't have jackets on in this episode. It was very nice. Um, I love the casual look. I have, me and Dean both pointed out in the room that they stayed in, there was like an old fucking dress like draped on the wall, all weird. And Dean and I had another moment where I pointed out something and then Dean immediately points it out and I scream and cry because I 
apparently am Dean Winchester, which is not fun for me. No. But Sam just called Dean Butch and said that he looks like he's overcompensating. I am so obsessed with this line. <laughs> because the writers, what were you doing? Hey, guys, did you want Dean to be queer or not? I don't like the queer baiting. But also, <laughs> then, like I said, my mention of Sam having a ja- uh, no jacket on. He has. I said, oh, I love Sam in this little denim moment. He has this, like, mm-hmm. denim shirt on, and it, it's kind of a look for him. And then I have that Sam begrudgingly saying things is my favorite thing ever, which is a reference to um, Dean tricking him into saying that he has a doll collection. Dean looks at him and is like, come on, right, Sam? Right? And it's really good. Tyler is literally such a cute name for a girl. I'm going to lose my marbles. And then followed by when you're a creepy doll loving kid and you hum ring around the rosy. Oh, yeah. Which is really just like the perfect marriage of tropes there. Yeah. There was a lot in this episode that was like so written for Haley too. Yeah, like I was the kid on the playground who was like, Oh my god, did you know that Ring Around the Rosie was about the black plague? It's like, yeah, we know Haley. Like, yeah, Haley, you told we us know. Last week. Like, Haley, go away. We go read your fucking Titanic books, idiot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I have drunk Sam moments. He's sad. Oh, Sam's right. sad drunk moments. Sam yeah. is a sad drunk. I think that that should stay canon in uh, all supernatural content ever. He's, he's just going through it so hard and, like, yeah. not at all processing, prop- like, in a healthy manner. Right. He's, like, a sad drunk, but also a little bit of a goofy drunk, because when Dean comes in and tells him to do something, D- Sam just goes, you're bossy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like he, he becomes like a child. Yes. Jared Padalecki. He becomes like a child. Say what you will about Jared Padalecki. But he and really- I will. And I will. But- he really does give some of Sam's performances his all. Like, mm-hmm. some of his Sam moments are just absolutely fucking peak. I have a quote from Dean, Dad's an ass. And then I have another quote from Dean, Well, I'm not dying, okay? And it's, I quoted oh, well. it, Dean 2007, because, mm, give it a year, bud. Literally. Not the old portraits on the wall, the antique rugs, the old chandeliers. I'm obsessed. They really did their everything to make this haunted hotel look like a haunted hotel. They did mm-hmm. everything and anything that they could. Yeah. I then have a com- a piece of a conversation between uh, Sherwin, right? That's his name? Sure. Yes. Sherwin, the bell man, and Dean Winchester, where Sherwin says something about them not being, Susan going through a hard time. And Dean says, oh, really? And then Sherwin says, yeah, would you would or would you be leaving the only home you ever really knew? And Dean says, wouldn't know, never really had one. And it's just kind of like brushed off because Sherwin doesn't know this man. Sherwin doesn't know his story. But not going to lie, yeah. that line kind of hurt a little. <laughs> like if you dig into it, you know, and give it the good writing that it deserves and mm-hmm. acknowledge Dean Winchester's trauma, <laughs> which he does not do. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's something that can be dug into in the rewrite. My next one is Fade to Black followed by Slow Mo Pan, Iconic, which we talked about. It was just, as good as this episode was, 
They used a lot of goddamn slow-mo. There was a lot of slow-mo and a lot of weird, questionable, like, camera angles and, like, transitions, I feel. Which Mm -hmm. can be attributed to Supernatural just being Supernatural. Also, it could be, like, a product of the times. We've got late 2000s, like... Yeah, we are watching, a lot of late 2000s TV right now. We're just watching Supernatural, so... Yeah. So... Then, this is the important note for this episode, is no, Supernatural, come on, you had me, you really had me, and you had to throw in the magic black lady stereotype, huh? Yeah. Because, um, when they're, they, they find out about the nanny, because Sherwin is showing him, showing Dean all of these old family portraits, and points out, oh, that's, that was Rose as a child, and that's her Nanny Marie. And Nanny Marie is a black woman, and she has the cross necklace of the thing that they keep finding around the hotel. It's kind of like a plus sign with a dot on each. Yeah, they call it a, um, a, a quink, a quink, quincunx? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's anything. I didn't check. Quincunx. It's okay. it's just a geometric pattern consisting of five points arranged in a cross. It's giving me an, a picture of a dice for an example. Mm-hmm. So like it's not apparently it's got some astro- astrological stuff. Yeah, but, yeah, I see that. Um, yeah. So like that, we don't love that because we've already ca- we've already talked relatively at length about the stereotype trope of magic black lady. Um, mm-hmm. with Tennessee, Missouri, Mi- LOL, <laughs> Tennessee. They're both states. <laughs> Missouri and Tennessee are both states. Oh my god. Um. Okay. Anyway, then I have I'm not here for the scary old lady trope. Thank you. And that's when they went up to find to see Grandma Rose. She. Mm-hmm. Taya referred to it as a thankless role, and I would agree with that. But also, she really someone had to play it. Someone had to play it, and she did a really good job of being a very scary old lady. Yeah. Dean was so ready to poke this old woman with a stick. <laughs> he was. Sam sa- Sam's like, I think that she had a stroke, and Dean's like, What if she's faking it? And Sam's like, What do you want me to do? Poke her with a stick? And Dean gets this look like he's thinking about it, and Sam's like, We're not poking her with a stick, Dean. Really good. Tyler, enough. Maggie is imaginary is where we find out that Maggie is fake. Well, not fake, but not. She's she's real, but she's, she's not. She's real, but she's not alive. Dude, the creepy playground movements are really doing it for me. Not gonna lie is my next note because. Of course they are. It was. Oh, my God. Did we fully explain how the house works? No. Would you like okay, to take I can that? Explain that in, oh, yeah, pretend this is an early section of Blair Library. So they have this giant dollhouse that's an exact replica of the hotel and if every room. And essentially, Maggie just uses the dolls in like a very like, um, what are they called? Like a voodoo doll? Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's what, it's called. what it's called. That's what it's called. That's what it's called. I don't know how, that's not, I, I don't know if there's another name for those. In a very voodoo doll-like manner, um, doesn't need, like, clothing or anything, but if there's a doll representing someone within the hotel and she says, snaps its neck, that person dies. No, they're straight up just called voodoo dolls. Okay. Um, that's where the hanging comes in. The doll is hung, hanged, doll is hanged, and then the person, likewise, is hanged. 
But so Maggie manipulating the swing set manipulates the one in real life as well. So there's a lot of back and forth shots in that scene of like on the dollhouse, the little toy swing set moving. And Tyler just sitting there having to watch it. Oh my God. Yeah. Tyler, I don't know, fully understands what's happening with it, but she is watching. Yeah. Really good. Then I have Taya called one of the brothers tackling her. Taya is so smart because the, I didn't mention how uh, Maggie tries to kill her kill them susan the mom it's Mm -hmm. well while the playground movements are happening susan just gets really fucking scared and like kind of shell shocked just standing there and then maggie like the car starts car starts and drives the car forward and sam comes out of nowhere and fucking tackles maggie to the ground yeah she's just standing there looking around and i was like they're gonna tackle her right that feels like what's what they're gonna do and, and it's like, did. of course they did, because they didn't leave. It doesn't matter if they're kicked out. You really think the Winchesters are going to leave? Uh-uh. No, I, I'm surprised they don't get, like, in trouble for trespassing more often. I know, but they never will. <laughs> no, they never will. <sighs> then I have, oh my god, yes, 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 the she's going to stay with me forever trope, my favorite, absolutely delectable, delicious. Mm-hmm. I'd like to tangent here. Go for it. As I said previously, this episode was catered for me. <laughs> and I think I've, again, mentioned this previously in Trusa episodes. But this episode really, like, there's been bits and pieces in episodes that cater towards me. But this episode was like a culmination of all of them. Because you've got the ghost girl. You've got the ghost you've got the girl who sees the ghost girl who's the same age as the ghost girl. You've got the fact that the ghost girl died by drowning on accident. You've got the fact that somebody knows the ghost girl exists and in like is trying to hide her. You've got the fact that the ghost girl wants somebody to be staying with her because she's lonely. This exact trope is present in two of my favorite books of all three. Of my favorite books of all time. The first being my most favorite book ever, which is Bad Girls Don't Die by Katie Allender. 10 out of 10 book. You should go read it if you haven't. Where there is a girl who moves, whose family moves into an old house and the younger sister finds a doll and the doll has a ghost attached to it. Huh? Great. Oh, also it has creepy dolls this episode. Then you have my second favorite book of all time, Deep and Dark and Dangerous by Mary Downing Hahn, where there is a girl who died in a lake, and this girl goes there with her, I think it's, I don't remember if it's her little sister or like her little stepsister, but it's her little sister nonetheless, or her cousin, it might be her cousin, but Mm -hmm. it's a younger girl who's related to her, and Mm -hmm. she starts seeing the ghost, and I think her name is Sissy, and... Sissy died in an accident in the lake and is sad because she's lonely and wants somebody with her and also wants revenge because nobody told anybody about the fact that she died on accident because they were kids Mm -hmm. and they were scared. Uh, And then you have the only Goosebumps book that I have ever read all the way through, which is also therefore my favorite Goosebumps book, which is Mm -hmm. the The Curse of Camp Cold Lake, wherein... There is a girl who drowned in the lake and is now haunting the camp because she wants to kill another girl at the camp so that she is not lonely. Like, Mm. it's such a trope, 
and it's my favorite, and I'm there for it, and it's what this entire episode was about. Thank you, Supernatural. You've done it. You've done it for me. Mm-hmm. Tangent over. <laughs> Fun fact, Maggie was one of my maybe names. <laughs> Just nice. wanted to bring that up in here, because I think that's fun. Then I have, ugh, Maggie was her sister. She drowned in the pool. I'm insane. (laughs) (laughs) Taya has mentioned that the colors are very haunted New England, and they are so right. Usually our complaints about color and shading and lighting in these episodes are that they're, like, dull or grayscale, and it's just, like, weirdly done. But it worked Mm -hmm. so well for this episode. Yeah, there is something about, like, especially, like, this... I don't know when this is supposed to take place, but it feels like fall or like about to become fall. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever been to New England, like, yes, there's bright colors, but especially like when it's rainy and stuff, it's very like desaturated and gray. And there was something about the way like they had some dark, like other colors, like Tyler and Maggie are always in these red blazers that I think are blazers and or sweatshirt, like sweater vests kind of things that must be a school uniform. And it's like a deep red and there was something about yeah there was something about the colors that just felt very like yes this is like this is new england this is haunted like academia like it's that vibe so for this episode it really worked because it was like you're in new england you're in a haunted like big house with lots of wood everywhere you know just like the vibe is right it's a good vibe i am Mm -hmm. so glad that i was born in new england yeah, when you left here. New England, you were like, I, I remember that was one of your complaints when you left New England for college. You were like, I miss just New England. I was like, I'm not cut out for this shit. I, I belong <laughs> here. I belong in my haunted mm-hmm. little area. Yeah. Um, It's a good time. We've then got uh, Maggie holding her under. Oh my god. Which, again, that's the forced drowning, but holy shit. Because at first I was like, oh, she's not actually, like, drowning her. She manipulated her into drowning herself. But then Tyler gets up, and Maggie pushes her back under, and I was like, bitch. Mm -hmm. Then I've got Sammy saving a child, and then I've got... It's a key smash. Screaming, Mm -hmm. crying, throwing up. (laughs) Winchester's with kids really gets me. Uh, Except for John. Fuck him. Fuck John, fuck Mary. I just mean Dean and Sam. Then I, I've got this culminative, culminative note. I bring up, was the purpose of this episode to show that Sam is hurt by the fact that people around him keep dying and getting hurt, and then giving him someone, a child, to save? Because that really feels like it's the crux of the whole episode. I think it is, and I think it extra is, because uh, Dean l- later says, like, I could have saved them, but I didn't. Yeah, I wanted you to save them. And it's like, yeah. no, you couldn't have, Dean. You were too late. <laughs> you dumbass. Yeah, it's... Oh, God, I love Supernatural. I don't love Supernatural. I hate Supernatural. I love Trusa. I love our roommate. <laughs> then I have the note that is very important, I think. And it's that Sam has no ass. <laughs> he is wearing a pair of jeans in the last clip scene. And he turns and... There's no ass. The jeans are just bagged. And it was really funny to me that Sam has no ass. And I think that Sam should have no ass in the rewrite. <laughs> so we have to hire someone with no ass. So we have to hire someone with no ass. We have to say, Got like, it. in the, in the uh, audition notes or whatever, 
in like the character call, mm-hmm. actor must have no ass. <laughs> actor must be proud of the fact that they have a flat ass or something. Like, it. If have ass, do not apply. If have ass, no, 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 no. Then I have that Dean just called Susan a milf because he did. He mm-hmm. said that he suggested oh, that God. Sam should have gotten some milf action. Hated it. <laughs> And finally, ending on the scene of the ghost girls playing in the fucking room with the creepy dolls. No, 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 no. Absolutely the fuck not. I love this episode. <laughs> I know you did. Oh shit, fuck. I forgot. Um, by the way, I was supposed to do this before that, the notes. The death count for this episode was three oh, yeah. on screen and four in total. Yes. <sighs> you know how it is. You know how it is. Oh my god. Um, okay. Or library. So, Laura Library. So, the one thing Haley did ask me to look up was, oh, I just got a notification. Any hoozle. Was the N Pierpont, which is, I believe, how you say it, Pierpont Inn, if it was real? No. <laughs> there is one called Pierpont Inn in Ventura, California. Oh. <laughs> but I assume not related. Mm. However, I did find a website that supposedly, I didn't, I didn't. I didn't fact check this. Um, that supposedly has like all the filming locations oh. for Supernatural, um, and so the inn itself uh, was uh, Rosemary slash Senecal Street Covenant in Vancouver, because that's of where course they it's in this. Canada. Yep. Uh huh. And then the location of the pool house, which is completely separate, which kind of makes sense. It has more of a like Greek or Roman architecture to it than the rest of the house, which is actually a lot. It does look a little bit more old New England, mm-hmm. even though it is in British Columbia. Um, is Real Vista, Vancouver. Two Vancouver locations. You cannot just go visit this place in Connecticut. And then I did look up this Quincunx? Uh, Quincunx? However you say that? Yeah, I don't know. I looked, I, w- I looked it up on Google and made Google say it for me. Yeah, so I looked it up on its own, and it is just like, like, it's just a, it's just a geometric, it's just, it's literally a geometric pattern consisting of five points arranged in a cross. Yeah. All four of them forming a square, a rectangle, and a fifth at its center. So exactly what Haley said. You see it like, um, like on a die. Mm-hmm. Think of how it's arranged on a die. That's it. That's all it is. And the Wikipedia page had nothing, and I could only find one thing that was not supernatural related that had it related to hoodoo. And I, it's like someone's blog, and I didn't read it because I was like, I don't, I don't think that this is what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. So I think this is one of those things that they just completely made up. Very fair. Like just completely. So that's what I have for Lore Library today. I really because, think, genuinely, yeah. I think that they took the word. Uh, Quincunx because they thought it sounded kind of scary. It's highly possible. Like they were like, you know what word sounds very funky? This one. Mm -hmm. So yeah, crack shipping. Oh, um, um, not to use, not to keep using Sam as ship fodder, but we can put him with Susan. (laughs) That's not a crack ship. We, I know we had this conversation last week, Haley, but come on. So yeah, Sam, uh. Saves he can't Tyler. call this crack shipping anymore. Shh. I don't know what else to call it. Just shipping, I guess. Ugh, lame. Fine. I'm gonna call it... I don't know. I'll think about this it's later. Just, it's, it's not crack shipping if Dean is making commentary about I it. I know! 
but, but yeah, there's, there's not, nothing like, else. There's literally like what it's am like I supposed the to say? Dean and Sherwin. <laughs> Dean and Sherwin get it on backstage. <laughs> Yeah. They fuck in the bar. Anyway, there's no broad to you by this week, unless yeah. you're counting Ring Around the Rosie. Yeah, there was no music this time, and it worked really good, I think. Um, yeah, I don't think we needed any pop songs. Good episode not to have songs, songs with. Mm-hmm. So, fave trivia. Nope, fave wiki. Mine is from the yeah. trivia section. It is, Dean hopes that he and Sam can meet Fred and Daphne from Scooby-Doo. That is what will happen in Scooby Natural. I hate this show so much. <sighs> so I hate funny. It so much. So mine, admittedly, this wiki page isn't—it's not super funny. I'm gonna give it that. Mine is something that's occurred on multiple at this point. We just haven't mentioned it, and it's under featured supernatural beings and its primordial entity. Parentheses God, comma mentioned only, and. I just think it's I just think it's very funny when they say something like that. Like technically primordial entities are multiple things. It's just very funny to me personally. Yeah. Cuz he's not even going to be Also, I have a question. I have a question for the writers of this wiki page. I'm unclear on when Sam is a special child because he's not listed on this one. Is it only in episodes when he uses his powers? I think I think that's the case. It, I think it's supposed to be, but, but I think might, that they it might also always... just be inconsistent. I think it's just inconsistent, because I think because, the goal was to only have it on pages where he uses his powers, Yeah, but I don't think it's been consistent. I think it's been on some random pages. Because despite the fact that this uh, Wikipedia is pretty in-depth, it is fan-done, and um, yes, yes, like sure. I pointed out while looking through this, like, no offense to uh, Wikipedia writers, if you're out there, I'm sorry, but this page, uh, the Playthings page in particular, is rife with typos. Yeah. So maybe you should... Maybe Haley and I will just start editing these during episodes. Oh my god, what if we just start editing them? (laughs) That would be weird. Anyway, next up. Uh, rating. Hey guys! Hey guys, I give this one a 10 Haunted Ghost Girls out of 10. Mm -hmm. Um, oh my god, I love this episode. This is our, like... Like, play, like, an air horn sound effect or something, because this is our first 10 out of 10. Technically. Admittedly, admittedly, yeah. We didn't rate the first nine episodes, and I believe out of those, the only one that would have been a 10 is Dead, Dead in the Water. Water, which is a very similar episode. <laughs> yeah, this one builds suspense so well. Like, we've talked about this pool scene so many times because it is... It genuinely messed me up, and I thought about it for years. And I, my only personal complaint is with the nanny Marie, because it's just, like, one of those unnecessary things. Like, okay, so her nanny was a black woman who also did magic, who has been helping, in a way, since she taught it to Rose, protect this white family. Okay. But, like... Other than that, it's a really good episode. Even if you're taking, if we're just ignoring some of the weirder camera choices, they aren't that distracting for the most part. Sometimes it's supernatural. They can be very distracting, but mm-hmm. they're not. It's well written. It's got some funny moments. It's got some really high tension and icky moments. It's just good. And it's upsetting that it's good. <sighs> it's upsetting that it's good because it's supernatural and also it's like a random fucking episode in the middle of season two like what's the like yeah huh? what why are we here why are we here but also so, i'm so glad we're here on imdb i'm so scared this has an 8.3 out of 10 that's like lower is, than most of the other episodes that we've had so far 
Yes. So it is lower than last week. It is the, I believe, sixth or seventh. If you're going from like the lowest, it's like sixth or seventh from the bottom. So Everybody Loves a Clown was lower at 8.1. Bloodlust was lower at 8.2. And No Exit, which was the other one this writer wrote, was an 8.2. And then the other lower one is later in the season. But those are the only ones that are lower than it. Mm-hmm. So this is one of the this is one of the lower ones. I hate that um, because this is a good episode yeah. and none of you have taste. Fuck all of you. <laughs> well, someone someone did say ten out of ten, a personal favorite. This is from Cubs and Culture, who wrote that really good review on last week's episode. Okay, from September twelfth, two thousand nineteen. So this is a ten out of ten. I'm not sure how well-received this episode is. I seem to recall a dislike for it among the fans, but to me, it is a wonderful riff on the traditional haunted house and or the creepy manor estate. The references to The Shining, i.e. room number, the bar scene, the uses of two girls to make the viewer uneasy are all fun to spot. Likewise, the direction leads heavily into the aristocratic trappings, and this is one of the most stylized episodes of the first couple seasons. Yes, I know Sam is unbelievably eagle-eyed. And sure, the resolution seems a bit rushed, but you have Sam being drunk and the last that entail. Likewise, you have some classic Dean moments stick. The references to Scooby that round out the very entertaining hour of television. Delightful episode. I agree. So true. So true. Um, wh- wh- why is this one named? Yeah, one of these is just, some of these are like just very funny. Um, this one, I think, this one is, this one didn't give us a rating, and it's from 2007, and it was, it's good, but, dot, 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 and they wanted the dolls to talk? No. I really enjoyed this episode, but what if the dolls had talked or had opened their eyes on their own, especially with Sam Dean seeing this? I believe that would have been scarier. It's not a horror movie! They They just wanted it to be scarier, and I actually, I actually prefer the dolls not, like, doing things i think it's i think it's scarier that just like there is a doll that is representative of maggie and she just kind of looks at things oh my god it's so bad unsettling i hated it i think i think if they had added in the dolls moving or talking it would have been a little too on the nose i feel like it that's true i feel like it i feel like it would have taken away some of like the grounding the episode had yeah Oh, oh, this one was my favorite that I fr- that I forgot about. It's an 8 out of 10. Cornwall CT, 7th of January, 2019. I owned a house in Cornwall. Okay. In no way would the town allow a company to demolish a historic building. Oh my god. The town sits alongside the Houstanic Hus- River? I don't know what that is, sorry. With a red-covered bridge, and it's ridiculous to assume they are trying to gentrify their town. Beautiful inn, by the way. I just think that's so funny. Because that's the whole review. I literally love that. Um, This episode's bad because it's unrealistic because I lived in Cornwall. Because we've we've gotten a few of these before where someone was like, I was so excited because that's my town. And that's not my town. It's it's so funny. It's always really good. If they ever did one in my hometown (laughs) and it clearly wasn't, I'd be like, what's going on? This is not home. This is not home. This is not accurate. This is this is an abomination. So I get I just think it's so funny when people leave reviews and like the entirety of the review is something very specific 
to like them or their interests in particular i really like it yeah also maybe don't move to somewhere called cornwall connecticut but that's just me it's tiny it's tiny we looked it up it's it's a 1500 people as of 2020 it's small yeah Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Hatrusa. Remember to like, comment, review, share. I don't know if there's anything else you can do. Give us a rating. Uh, especially if you're listening on Spotify. Give us a rating. We are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. And I think the other one is re- Review? Re- 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 Something? I forget it already. I'm so sorry. And I will be trying very shortly to get us up on YouTube. YouTube is just a nightmare of processing and uploading and everything like that. That's okay. Tell your friends. Tell your family. We're only using word of mouth, and we're pretty darn bad at it. But we're (laughs) halfway through this season, so we are swiftly, not swiftly, we are approaching Castiel. So if you're (gasps) looking forward to that, or a friend is looking forward to that, hop on board. Come right on. Oh my god. So do you remember what we were watching? Sorry. Do you remember what we were watching and you were like, oh my god, this child looks familiar when we were with Maggie? Why did we not look that up? I don't know, because we forgot about it. Um, did you watch any of the scary mo- scary scary movies? I don't know if I did. Well, she was in scary movie four. <laughs> oh my god. Hold um, on. I'm now looking at Wikipedia pages for... I just have a Wikipedia page. I've fucked the entire order of all of this. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'm looking at their pages. You all thought that this episode was going to end now. <laughs> you, you thought yeah, no, wrong. No, you missed out. She was in, um... She was in, uh... uh Tall Tales. She's in Tall Tales. I don't think we've gotten to that one yet. No, no, we have not. But uh, what I'm saying is maybe that's why I thought she was familiar. That's true. Because she's in another Supernatural episode. That's fair. Bob well, the Builder. Bob the Builder. <laughs> that's where the, the that's what Maggie is in the Bob the Builder episode. Anyway. Hey, Taya. Hey, Haley. You ready for some Dean crime continuity? Sure. Why not? Yeah, because we get the shapeshifter next episode, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. 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 Catch you on the flip side. Catch you on the flip side.